welcome everybody to this podcast in the Veritas Psych Up series. And in fact, this is episode 33. So a big welcome to everybody uh, listening in. So the topic for the podcast is around what skill set does a manager need to succeed in this ever-changing environment? Now, I'm not intimating that change is greater than ever before. We often talk about that, don't we? That change is so rapid now with technology, etc. But if you go back to the Industrial Revolution, people, if you read the book For God, Country and Coca-Cola, people seem to be suffering all sorts of anxieties and depressive mental health disorders due to the pace of change way back there. And I think that our forefathers and mothers went through enormous amounts of change and transformation themselves. And I believe it's been there and uh, will always be there for a lot, of, uh, a lot of time to come. And I don't know about some of you, but I prefer to talk about continuous transformation rather than change or re-engineering in organisations. I think it's a much more constructive and a far more controlled way to be able to think about change and uh, and new ways of, of doing things because like our body is always changing and transforming itself uh, as we go through life and, and get older, place ourselves in different environments, it's no different to being in the workplace and to being in a team in the workplace. I'm Grant Brett, by the way, and I'm a clinical and organisational and sports psychologist and uh, have been working in the clinical area organisational area, team development, leadership development, culture enhancement programs for well over uh, three decades now. So I thought what I'd do in this podcast is really have a look at what are some of the management skills that are really quite critical for uh, for thriving in this uh, environment, especially uh, during COVID and post-COVID uh, which we're still in in 2021, what are some of those skills that are really quite important for thriving? Because what we don't want to do as management and leaders in our organisations is get stuck in a, in, in a rut of just striving, if you like, to keep things going. We still want to be able to make the most of all the opportunities that will be there. And during this time, there are many opportunities and many organisations and many leaders and managers in organisations are making the most of those, uh, uh, of those opportunity and those changes, such as people working from home, such as uh, distributing a lot of our goods uh, and selling uh, online uh, and uh, making sure that we are up to the challenges that, uh, that these periods of time will throw us. So one of the first skills I think that's really quite critical um, for managers is that of what we might call social intelligence. Um, And the world has always been very social and a lot of transactions are done on the back of really good interpersonal relationships. So a lot of transactions are really very relational. And I I guess we we all know that uh, and it's a no-brainer. But being able to take that common sense, if you like, into common practice is really critical at, at the end of the day. So being able to make sure that we keep communicating with our team members uh, wherever and whenever is really quite uh, important. It's that old leadership management uh, tool of managing by walking, uh, walking around. It's still one of the most powerful, I think, uh, communication strategies and social intelligence strategies, if you like, that we've got. Because when we walk around and we talk to people, how are you going? You know, what's working well for you? Is there anything we can do to uh, 
uh, to assist in you being more, uh, in, in getting your tasks done better or interacting with people uh, in a more constructive manner, we're saying to people, you're important. You're important for me to spend time and energy with. And that uh, gives people at all levels in organisations quite a buzz. I don't think there's anything that quite builds a bond uh, as that sort of actually sitting down and making sure that we are communicating with those people that we are leading and engaging with and need to engage in uh, on a regular basis. If you like, from a systems perspective, it keeps the cogs in the system engaged uh, and meaningful uh, amongst each other and, uh, and with each other. And it's a very important concept, I think, for leaders and managers to, uh, to make sure they continue through these times and make sure that their people, uh, people in lower levels of management or leadership, are also make, uh, engaging with their team members on a regular uh, basis. So these are things, I suppose, that we could see as soft skills as opposed to hard skills. And it's really quite important, I, I think, to, to have a, a, a quick look at the definition between hard skills versus soft skills. So some of the hard skills might be things like database management, network, uh, making sure that our networks are secure, being able to statistically analyse scenarios that are going on, um, use interface designs, marketing campaign management, program language, programming languages. There's a whole range of, of things that are, that are hard skills around strategic planning uh, and, and around making sure that we've got the right structures and processes in place for people to be their very best. The other side of that, though, is, is, is the, the whole area of uh, soft skills. And, and soft skills, I think, are often seen by people managers and, and people in leadership positions as soft and therefore not as important as the hard skills. But I don't think anything could be further than the truth. Things like, I guess we could put under a heading of soft skills are things like integrity, uh, dependability, effective communication, teamwork, open-mindedness, open to uh, to different ideas, to different initiatives, uh, creativity, problem-solving, critical thinking, adaptability and flexibility are very important for leaders and managers these days. Uh, being well organised, a willingness to learn, having a growth mindset and uh, having empathy with others, understanding or at least trying to understand where others might be coming from. And if we have a look at why soft skills are important, it's not just a nice to have. Uh, they're important because basically they lead to effective and constructive communication with others. They lead to effective and constructive problem solving. Creativity, adaptability, work ethic uh, are all enhanced when we implement soft skills and implement soft skills well. And also, as we know, that when we are in a, a leadership or a managerial position, other people will be modelling on us. And we are also creating the sort of culture of how we do things around here when we were out there amongst people uh, doing our management or doing our leadership thing. Trust and authenticity are also very important these days for, uh, for management. And, you know, if there's too many scandals, too many dodgy deals, people see you doing the wrong thing, uh, too much in the way of marketing spin, people wake up to all of these things, they see how shallow some of these things can be, then that can lead to mistrust and people not really getting who the real you are. Who, 
that authenticity, if you like, what really is behind what this person uh, is doing, what my manager or my leader is up to and what they're doing. They're asking us to do one thing, and yet they're, uh, they're doing really uh, uh, something quite different in the way that they're interacting with, uh, with clients, either internal or external stakeholders and clients. So the other, uh, an, another really important aspect of, of managing in periods of transformation and in the changing world is collaboration and communication. And I know we've spoken a little bit about this uh, already, but um, I think the old authoritarian way of, of communicating with people certainly won't cut it today with young Gen Zs and Gen Ys for that matter. It, it's more about having a constructive dialogue uh, with, uh, with others. It, it's about uh, finding out what others are all about. It's asking other people their opinion. It's using active listening where we reflect back to those around us that we've understood what, uh, what, well, at least that we think we've understood what they're saying and what they're telling us and, uh, and uh, reflecting that back to them to see if, in fact, we have understood where they're coming from and what their needs, what their desires and perhaps what some of their initiatives might be all about. It's not just about these days, I don't think, managers setting in place a process or a structure and then expecting people to just follow it and to follow it blindly and where managers and leaders are developing content uh, for those below and just saying, here guys, this is what you do, away you go. I think what some of the research has shown us is that we need to spend a lot of time as managers and leaders in setting the context. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we about to make the transformations and changes in the workplace in the way we do things around here that we might be going uh, to make? What is behind it? Making sure that we communicate that as effectively as possible and then open that up to get feedback. Do people uh, really understand why we're doing what they are doing? Do they have questions about it? Uh, Are there stumbling blocks? Are there derailers that they might see in it? And do they have, uh, are we providing them really with the opportunity to, to give us some feedback and to be able to sit down with us and talk through in a collaborative and collegial manner what, uh, what the changes are all about that we are thinking of, uh, uh, of making. <clears throat> and then making sure that we engender good ideas, uh, ideas that uh, show some fresh initiative from those, maybe not even on our peer scale, but those that are reporting into us, inject those into the way that we're going to do things around here to show that we are listening to others, to show that we do believe that others have good ideas and are major and effective contributors. Because the lower we get down in terms of pay rates and responsibilities in an organisation, the less significant culture studies show us that those people feel they are. And one hell of a good way of helping people build their sense of significance and their self-efficacy, belief in themselves, and to help get the most out of them and for them to remain motivated is to let them know why and how they are important and that we are always open to their contributions that they might be able to uh, make and that we encourage them making those contributions. They're not going to be put down for it. It's not going to be just set aside because they're not at a management level, but it will be considered and then injected into the way that we do things and in the content of what we might be delivering uh, in terms of those changes uh, and the transformations that we might be going to make in the workplace. And on that point, obviously, adaptability and flexibility is a major, uh, if you like, emotional intelligence gift that we have. 
and that we really need to make sure that we live out uh, in the workplace. It is um, a competency that if we're expecting it to be there in those that are working with us as team members, if we're expecting them to be flexible and adaptable and to be able to change the way they do things and may have been doing things for quite some time, then we need to be able to model that for them as managers and leaders and show them that we are adaptable that we are flexible, that we can change our mind, that we can do things differently and we're open, as I said earlier, to that feedback. And we talk about agility these days in workplaces, don't we, that the workplace needs to be agile, that managers and leaders need to be flexible and agile, and it's one of those buzzwords that we're uh, we're throwing around. The other thing for managers and leaders is to be tech savvy, and, and you don't have to be overly tech savvy, but it is an important skill uh, to uh, to have. You don't want to give everything to your EA or your PA uh, or others to do. You've obviously got to be able to delegate and delegate sensibly and well when you need to so that you can concentrate sometimes on the bigger picture uh, and work on the organisation, not just in the organisation, all the time in terms of making sure that better ways and new ways uh, and that we are keeping up with technological advances and other advances uh, that are going on in the industry that we are in. But it is uh, uh, managers both now and leaders both now and in the futures are going to need to be tech savvy so that they can operate a lot of the technology themselves but certainly so they know what to do with data for example metrics and data are so important now in driving us and in giving us evidence-based feedback that we need to be really right across that and of course one of the major uh, areas of being effective in our leadership and management styles through uh, through any period of time, but certainly when uh, when changes and uncertainty and the duration of uncertainty is running on and on, is that of being a good coach and a good mentor. And this is really making time and energy available to assist others and support others and to help create a setting where others can be the best that they are capable of being in. Because What happens to us when we take on a management and leadership position is we have moved and we are moving from being a competent performer, technically very good, technically very sound at what we do, into being an effective leader or an effective manager, which a lot now is about creating a setting for people to be the best that they are capable of being. And it's creating that setting and it's helping them master and gain mastery in those settings around their own technical skills, et cetera, that is so important. And coaching is often using, taking people on a journey of assessment of what's going on for them, and then, okay, what could they be doing differently? And so a lot of that is around getting very good at asking Socratic questions, why, what, how, where, rather than telling people what to do. Because telling people what to do often doesn't build their own self-efficacy, their belief in themselves to do what it is they need to do to get through their working life and their personal life, for that matter, well and achieve the things that they really do want to achieve at. It is better to help take them on their own journey and to ask, do an assessment of what's going on for them. Why do they think it's going on? What happened? Uh, What are the consequences for them of what's going on? And then to look at, and that is what we call the being with process. The doing process is then, well, what do you think you can do about it? What are some options that you've got? 
uh, and we might need to throw in well you know what I've observed other people doing that are stuck with what you're uh, what you're dealing with at the moment is they might have a look at doing it this way this way or that way uh, and um, and then just prompting people to come up hopefully with their own solutions that they can take ownership and feel that sense of empowerment in gaining uh, a lot of that uh, that ownership for themselves and they might then go away between coaching sessions work on certain things and then you review that and one of uh, the most constructive and high performing organizations uh, and divisions of an organization that we've ever worked with that i've ever worked with um, which had a net profit of double that of any other division in the organization that did very similar work was where they actually implemented monthly quick reviews which is monthly coaching monthly mentoring situations where a manager would sit down with their direct report and their direct report would sit down with their direct report just for 20 minutes half an hour and go through just six or eight headings you know what's going well what's not going well uh what are you uh, doing about your um, contribution to a constructive culture around here uh, what uh, what do you need that you might not be getting at the moment in terms of training and development opportunities what are the derailing points for you what do you need to work on what do you see as your your strengths and your work areas and then giving them feedback on what you're observing as an objective outsider uh, helping them work through that and then also letting them feedback to you what do they need from you what are they getting that's working what they aren't they getting and what's not working in terms of direction and uh, and support there so look they're just some of the important things i think that we need and and to check in with ourselves to use reflective practice with if you like uh, as we go through our management and our leadership uh, journey just to check in to make sure we've got awareness and acceptance of where we're sitting as a manager, as a leader, how are we going in some of those important areas, especially those soft skill areas? And then uh, what uh, actions might we need to take to make sure that we keep those strengths going? And uh, what actions might we need to do yet to become strengths, what we could call work areas? Well, that's really all I wanted to go over in this podcast. Um, for those of you who are listening, all the very best Uh, on your journey never stop learning never stop transforming yourself because it is just part of life we're always transforming as uh, as we went through at the the beginning of this podcast life is ever changing uh, for us physically physiologically psychologically we're always changing we're always learning we need to do it from a growth mindset perspective when things go well give ourselves a pat on the back what did i do well where did i put my time and energy to get a positive outcome and when things don't go well it's a pain in the butt but okay, what can we learn from that situation and what might we be able to do differently next time? From all of us here at Veritas, all the very best moving forward. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you uh, in uh, the Psych Up series, uh, probably for episode 34. So take care, everybody, and all the best for the future. Enjoy and make the most of this and, uh, and see the wonderful uh, opportunities and the challenges that lie ahead for you. Bye for now. Bye.